0: Welcome to the Finchley Progressive Synagogue podcast. My name is Rabbi Neil James, and I'm the rabbi for Finchley Progressive Synagogue. Matovu o Halecha Yaakov, Mishkanotecha Yisrael. How goodly are your tents, O Jacob your dwelling places, O Israel. These are the words that Bil'am, the non-Israelite prophet, speaks as he looks across the plains, ready to curse the children of Israel, and the words that come out of his mouth are these words of blessing. How goodly are your tents, O Jacob, your dwelling places, O Israel. As a brief aside, I've listened to many podcasts in the last couple of weeks, and most recently about this Shabbat Torah portion, Parashat Balak, which contains the prophecy of Bilam. Bilam is appointed by Balak, King Balak, to go and curse the Israelites. And as I said, all that eventually comes out of his mouth is a blessing. And we also have the famous story of the talking ASS, as one bar mitzvah student put it, because he didn't want to say the word ass from the bimah on the day of his bar mitzvah. Understandably, I think. In listening to some of those podcasts, one thing that I have noticed is particularly amongst certain types of podcasts, and I don't want to uh, specifically uh, identify one denomination over another, but it has tended to be an orthodox set of podcasts, have described this time in this period of the Torah and the people who lived there as Jews and non-Jews. And I just want to say briefly, as an aside, that that to me is a complete anachronism. At this point, there is no such thing as Jews, All we have are Israelites or Hebrews as Abraham described them. We don't get the idea of Jew even occurring until the book of Esther when we have Yehudim, Judeans. But we have to see the grand historical perspective in order to understand the development of the term Jew. And I would commend to you the book by Shia Cohen, The Beginnings of Jewishness, if you would like to find out more about this. This week, though, I'd like to reflect for a moment on what exactly those Ohalim and those Mishkanot were, the tents and the tabernacles and the dwelling places that are being described. What is it to have a goodly tent, a goodly dwelling place, perhaps a goodly sanctuary, good, goodly place for people of religion to inhabit? And I'm particularly thinking at the moment of the case that broke last week, the JFS appeal case, the Jewish free school case, in which an appeal was won by a family whose mother converted in a non-orthodox context and that the office of the chief rabbi and the school therefore determined the child not to be Jewish and therefore could not be admitted to the school. Having taken the court case to the appeal court, the ruling that the school was permitted to not admit the child was overturned and subsequently a great furore has erupted in the Jewish community over whether the state is intervening in determining what it means to be Jewish and who is a Jew and it seems to me that this question is at the crux of what it means to build tabernacles to build sanctuaries to build places where religious communities dwell and what they look like and for us as liberal Jews they most certainly look inclusive and not exclusive. The story of Bilam and his talking ass should remind us of this, if nothing else, that we Jews do not have sole access to divine inspiration, that even in the ancient Israelite period it was conceivable that other people could be spoken to by God and other people who weren't even considered within the tribe could be prophets. Therefore, the construction of identity, how what it meant to be Jewish or at that time an Israelite, must certainly have not been around whether you were given the privilege of sole access to God. And in fact, I don't think it means that today even. I've come back to this idea of identity again and again in my blog and in this podcast because it absolutely fascinates me what it means to be I or to be me, to be part of a group? What does it mean to say I'm Jewish, or to say I'm British, or to say I'm not Jewish, or to say I'm a secular Jew, or a liberal Jew, or a reformed Jew, or any other type of Jew? What does it mean to say I have an identity that is X, Y, or Z? Identity, and specifically Jewish identity from my point of view, is constructed socially and culturally and, furthermore, through religious belief and behaviour, anyone, in theory, can become Jewish, regardless of whether their parents were Jewish. The notion of ethnicity, whilst part and parcel of the formation of Jewish identity, doesn't denote race, as the appeal court ruled, but rather an imagined sense of belonging to a progenital family, the children of Israel. When someone converts, even without a parent who is Jewish, they can state my ancestors Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Sarah, Rebecca, and Leah, not because they are genetically or biologically one of the descendants of that family, but because they absorb an imagined ethnicity. And this imagined ethnicity is only a construct. It's not a literal racial or genetic heritage. Now, if we look at history, at the turn of the common era, for example, the idea of whether you're born into a family, the hereditary factor, or the belief and behaviour factor, had different degrees of significance for denoting whether you were in or out, or even, in fact, whether you could become in, or remained on the outside. It would be possible to never ever be able to cross the boundaries and convert into some sect because status was only conferred through heritage. At the same time, there were sects that existed which allowed anyone to join as long as they conformed to the correct beliefs and practices. Today in Judaism, since the development of a conversion program which happened over the period of late antiquity, perhaps in the first five or six hundred years after the Common Era, the two ideas of heritage and of belief and behaviour have become intertwined and inseparable anyone, regardless of background, can become Jewish. But in so doing, they adopt the complexity of Jewish identity with the expectations of their community that go with that. And of course today, that is more complicated because different denominations of Judaism determine Jewish status in different ways. In liberal Judaism, we have absolutely elevated one's cultural, educational, religious behavioral elements of how one constructs identity over and above whether your mother or your father was Jewish. That's not to say, however, that whether your mother or father was Jewish has no importance, but that it's not determinative. That anyone could be Jewish, whether their father or mother was Jewish, if they're brought up in a community and engaged in what that means, the whole spectrum of Jewish life, educational, religious, and social. In other words, the simplistic way of defining Jewish identity, which I read from Jonathan Sachs, the Chief Rabbi of the United Hebrew Congregations, in the JC this week, that someone is Jewish if they are born of a Jewish mother, or if they have converted according to the standards of the religious authority to which the school belongs, and in the JFS case, that's the office of the Chief Rabbi. This simplistic way of defining identity is just that. It's simplistic. And in liberal Jewish terms, it's wrong. It's not how we see who is a Jew. In fact, what we're really seeing in this case and in other cases like it, and in cases where conversions in Orthodox communities, perhaps in Israel, are being considered null and void in this country or in America, what we're seeing is that identity is in a sense reverting to a much more fluid sense than it has been over the past few hundred years. Identity, when brought down to specific cases, is very rarely black and white. Not black and white for the authorities who claim to be uh, the, having the right to, and the privilege to determine identity and also for the people who are seeking an affirmation of it. It is not black and white, it's much more often gray therefore what we're seeing time and time again is that our boundaries of our communities cannot be so black and white and may actually need to be reconsidered and rethought in order to reflect what it means to be a Jew in the 21st century. I'm not naive in thinking that this is going to be easy. It's a major challenge but it's one that I think we must actually come to terms with and deal with, grapple with and figure out as a community. Simply springing to the defense of one section of the community or one institution because a decision is perceived as endangering the whole community is I think the wrong reaction. The right reaction is to reflect on actually what it means to have identity and how without undermining any integrity we can make those boundaries around our institutions reflect the grayness of identity and the fluidity of identity today. Only then, I think, will we be able to say, "Martovu o Halecha Yaakov Mishkanotecha Yisrael. How goodly are your tents, O Jacob, and your dwelling places O Israel. Only then will we be able to take the words of blessing from a non-Israelite prophet and make it our own, and make it truly reflect who we are as a community. So I wish you Shabbat Shalom, and thank you for listening to this podcast of Finchley Progressive Synagogue. More information can be found on our website, www.fps.org.